Hey, what's up, guys? This is your girl, Coco, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Kiki and with Coco. If you are new to the show, let me tell you a little bit about it. It's about life in general with an emphasis on relationships. I have my friends, guests, or family come on the, on the show, and we basically kiki about whatever the topic is for today, for the day. So today I have with me Justin B. Justin, you want to go ahead and say what's up to everybody and just give them a little brief synopsis about you? Yeah, sure. Um, I actually go by Chris and um, I am somebody who's passionate about interactions and just sharing life journeys and experiences with different people. Um, I feel like that's how we get the most out of life. So I reached out to you um, and I started to learn a little bit more about your platform and I got a little bit of intrigue there and I thought like hey like let me see what we can learn from each other and then here we are yes which I think was super dope and shout out to Lala because you said she was the person who told you to reach out to me yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure yeah she's definitely a networker and she'll definitely try and put anybody she can in contact you know if you know they can help each other out in some kind of way so shout out to her and thank you and thank you for coming on the show and so now that we have our introductions out of the way let's go ahead and get right into it so we always start the show off with the drink with cocoa if the guest drinks then we got a drink if they don't drink then we got no drink but we're in luck today because our guest chris today drinks and he recommended the Hennessy with the Serrano. Everybody that know me knows I love Hennessy. So what exactly made you pair these two together? So I was just deployed once um, and I was just with a group of guys. And I, one of the guys that was in the group said that he was going to get Henny, but the Serrano with it. And I was just like, well, like, what are you doing? <laughs> what is this Bruno? I don't even think I've had it before. And he was like, well, I already ordered the table um, a couple of drinks. So he brought it out and I'm thinking, all right, I, I can get with Henny, but I don't know about the DiSerrano. And when I tasted it, I was like, okay, I can get behind this because it totally, in my opinion, kind of masks the potency of the Hennessy, like at least the taste of it. So yeah. it doesn't go as hard. Um, not that I mind it anyway, because I am a person who can drink Henny straight and um, no ice, you know, can of Red Bull. That's how I usually rock. Yes. However, you know, <laughs> my buddy put me on that. So I'm thinking if I'm trying to get people um, into drinking Hennessy because they're a little bit turned off by how like hard it hits or whatever, adding a little bit of DiSerrano changes everything. So Henny and DeSerrano is actually a delicious combination. And shout out to one of my buddies being downrange. That's when you find out all of the tips, ain't it? Like when you're downrange. Because that's how I found out about Hennessy and Red Bull. I was deployed and somebody was like, you got to try this. And I've been hooked ever since. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to those deployments, man. You learn some things. Yeah. You learn some things, meet a whole bunch of people, but you know, I'm definitely going to try this drink out. So you guys that are listening, go ahead and try it out. Hashtag drink with cocoa. Hashtag 
Kiki and with Coco, just so I can know y'all are out there trying these drinks out. So now that we got the drink with Coco going, now we're going to get into the word on the streets. So starting out is kind of somber, but I definitely wanted to talk about it. So if you guys are not familiar with who Michael K. Williams is, he has played on The Wire, um, Boardwalk Empire, Lovecraft Country, which is a recent show. And then one of the movies he did was 12 Years a Slave. And when I first saw it, like normally you see people pass away, like celebrities pass away and it kind of just be like, oh, okay, you know, whatever. But when I saw it, I was like, the hell? Like, say it ain't so. Because I've literally watched everything that he has been, like as far as the shows and movies that I've named, like I've definitely watched those, definitely familiar with him, his acting skills. And I guess it just shocked me because it's just like, how did this happen? <laughs> so what what were your thoughts on it? Or were you even a fan of him? You know, I was. And very few celebrity passings kind of touched me. Right. It's not to seem callous or cold, but that kind of goes to speak to how special I believe this man to be right just in his works so I didn't really follow him much as a person but in the works that I saw I thought they were masterful um and I haven't seen everything that you rattled off but I am definitely uh, familiar with the wire and boardwalk empire mm -hmm. and I'm not even a big tv person but when the wire came out that was the very first series I was watching religiously Mm -hmm. I mean, every time it was about showtime, I was running home like, yo, I got to be situated. I got to yeah. get things in order. Like that was the very first show I ever felt the way about. And I think that they just did a hell of a job just depicting what life was like for those people in those, you know, in that area. Yeah. Um, and me being from Jersey, uh, it was just something that helped show the struggles and like some of the everyday life that you see in a lot of the urban areas. So right. I very much appreciated that. And I thought his work in that was just masterful, like I said. And then Boardwalk Empire, again, me being from Jersey, that takes place in Atlantic City. Okay. So I had another reason to watch what this guy was doing. And when I saw he was a part of it, I was like, oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. like too easy because I remember this dude um, and delivered yet again. So that was a very difficult Thing for me to grasp and it just never gets easier when you feel like we have so many prolific leaders you know in various fields of color who are mm -hmm. passing and then you're just like well dang you know like we just don't seem to have many to hang on to at this point in time it seems like because we're, right. we're just losing so many big names mm -hmm. and you know he did pass away from a drug addiction um cocaine usage and I think it was laced with like fentanyl and just I think the same day that I saw him passing away it was some other celebrities that also passed from a uh, cocaine usage laced with fentanyl and I'm kind of just like you know it it makes you worry like you know, everybody has their vices and how they deal with things but it's scary to know that 
someone who is such a master at his craft would have a problem like that. And he he has made it known throughout his career that he he did have a drug addiction. He did mention that a lot of his money from the from the wire went towards his drug addiction. And I think it's something that we don't talk enough about. We hear a lot of celebrities dying from drugs, but we don't necessarily, I guess, put too much thought into it. It's kind of just like, oh, they pass away. They all do drugs, you know, whatever. But when it's actually someone that you admire and you look to, it just hits different. And I think it's so very sad um, that we, we, my mind always goes to where were they? right? Where were they in their life that led them to start down that path? Because I think too many of us draw these conclusions prematurely about what they believe led these people to start drugs or any substance. Mm -hmm. And it's all troubling nonetheless. So in my mind, I find myself wondering like, man, like what must that have been like for him to want to put himself through that and a lot of times it's, so some of it you have control of initially, but then you start to lose control over time. So mm-hmm. I wonder, you know, when you're making those conscious decisions, like what was going on in their life, in their mind, in their heart, in their spirit at that point in time when they made those decisions. Um, so it's troubling. It really is. And it also doesn't help the stigmas, right? When I mentioned people of color, it doesn't help us uh, because we do well for ourselves and getting ourselves positioned and you know where people really appreciate us for what we bring but then something like this comes up and it's hard to kind of shake that yeah yeah I definitely it does make you wonder like where was he at in his life and you know if the people in his life like I'm sure they knew about his addiction but did they know how far into it he was you know did he ever reach out to them for help Um, Or if he ever tried to get help himself, because, you know, anybody can check themselves into a rehab facility. But, you know, it does pose those questions like, well, how did you even get here to begin with to begin doing drugs? So I definitely think that the the Black community has lost a great entertainer. and I've like I've literally literally enjoyed everything I've seen him in. If you have not seen Lovecraft Country, I would definitely say watch it because I think he he played a very good um, his his role was played very well. Um, so definitely check it out if you have an opportunity to. Um, and if you haven't watched any of his stuff, you know I would say go ahead and take a look. And it's so crazy because I think I had mentioned it at work, and one of my people was like, "What's the wire?" And I said, "Boy, you too young to be talking to me. Keep it pushing. <laughs> like, no, you don't know what the wire is, no, sir." Yo, game changing. Like I'm telling you, like, oh my gosh, I try to show people that just to give them an understanding of what it's like coming from where I'm from. Right. And I'm not saying that that's the the type of stuff I was witnessing every day. However, it was happening every day in a lot of the areas in which, you know, um, minorities, a lot of minorities come from. Um, So I was like, yes, this is it. If you want an idea, this is it. Right. If you're coming from out of the country, right. Or the, or in the suburbs like this, look at this, watch this. Yeah. Like, do you really want to say you from the city? Because (laughs) 
I don't think you about this life. <laughs> Listen, um, eye opening. And how ironic though that he did that tribute for DMX. Mm-hmm. Right. So that was at the top of, I think that once the initial push of his passing came out, um, Mr. Williams, that the very next thing that was trending even greater than that was his tribute for DMX Mm -hmm. and the irony of DMX passing, right? So there's another great that we lost. Mm -hmm. And here it is, Mr. Williams, we're losing him in a very similar fashion. So trying to shake that stigma, as I mentioned, is just becoming more and more difficult because we are putting ourselves in the same bucket. And again, that's not to take away from the struggles that these people are facing because we don't know what led them to these points. Mm -hmm. I feel for them and I feel for anyone else that is struggling. And I'm hopeful that we find more avenues in which we're able to get help. But it's not only us. So our community needs to focus on that, but we also need help from, you know, others to help create those avenues for people who are struggling. Um, and, and unfortunately, it, it does seem to be certain demographics that struggle more in certain areas than others. Right. And, and you bring up a good point. I know that a, a big push as of late, you know, I think growing up, it was like, crack was a thing like don't do crack you know and now it's like an opioid epidemic but I feel like they more so focus on the opioids because that's what white kids are using and and getting strung out on you know and so now it's a focus but there is still a, a big need in the black community for help with substance abuse whether it be opioids cocaine like people are still using these drugs. And it gets very, very deep, true to your point. It gets very deep because it, it's also about the environment that we are subject to, right? So when you don't have um, sufficient resources, education, jobs, you know, when you don't have those things, then you're more susceptible to falling victim to that type of exposure. And when you're exposed to it, as I mentioned, initially it starts off as a conscious decision, but then you lose more and more control over time. And then that's when it's hard to shake. Right. Yeah, definitely is. You know, my prayers definitely go out to Mr. Williams's family as his family, his friends, the people who really knew him and were close with him. You know, and again, we lost somebody great that was in that that was a thespian, you know, so um, black people, they changed the game in a lot of ways and in a lot of professions. And I definitely think he left his mark. You know, I don't want to harp on this situation, but I did want to talk about it because it did mean something to me. And apparently it meant something to you. So I think I, I picked a good good topic to talk about a little bit. So, you know, just to lighten things up on a happier note, um, Beyonce and Jay-Z, they are teaming with Tiffany and Co. And they are pledging $2 million in scholarships to HBCUs. And one thing, I mean, I'm a Beyonce stan. You know, people can say what they want about her, but she is an entertainer nonetheless. And she she is for the black people. 
I'm gonna let you say it because I'm just over here like not in an agreement. I feel it all in my soul right now because <laughs> when I was thinking about that topic, I just got excited because first of all, I love Beyonce, right? Mm -hmm. I'm gonna just put that out there. Hello world, I'm Chris, love Beyonce. Now that that's out there, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> she does a lot of great that she doesn't get credit for. Mm -hmm. And even when you look at just what she's doing with her tours and how she has like, you know, just women empowerment, that's how I'll, you know, box that up. Right. Women empowerment, um, bringing them to the table, having them on tour, her entire crew for the most part, you know, um, and then Hove, I love Hove, I'm from the Northeast, right? So Hove, yeah. one of the greatest rappers alive, um, hands down. And when you see power couple by definition, that's them. Yes. And when they continue to do things like this, I think that it. when I talk about shaking stigmas, mm. right, this is how you go about doing that. Yeah. So you are doing stuff like this. I was just so excited. Um, and I, what I thought was interesting was I've been seeing a lot of comments on social media about people referring to their relationship and how they're being a little bit more public because they had their little riff and then yeah. everything fell out. And then now they're like, oh, I love it so much. Now they're posting a little bit more and now they're together doing all these things. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like, and I love that too, right? Um, yeah. Regardless of what brought them to the light more, I'm happy to see them here because they are totally optimizing that. And they're doing things like when they, when they bought out Tiffany and then they're putting this um, scholarship together, like you mentioned. So they are just doing a lot of great things together yeah and it's just bringing a lot of joy to my heart and to hbcu at that like come right. on um i think one of the things about it is like you know beyonce will say up and down every day all day like no she did not go to college but she grew up going to like the football game seeing the band perform and you know if she had not been an entertainer i believe she would have been a part of an hbcu band whether it probably in the majorettes or something like that. But I definitely think that, you know, she is about empowering women, empowering the Black community. And, you know, a lot of people can say, you know, I don't, like, I think her Blackest King project, somebody was like, what was the point of this? The point of it is, like, it may, like, honestly, it may not have, because when you think about the original Lion King soundtrack, you know what I'm saying? Like th that didn't go with that. But I think the concept of it is Lion King is specifically an African type movie. You know, clearly she brought a lot of African artists on to that project that a lot of people did not know. You know, so it's I, that's one thing I can say, like she definitely puts on, get put people on. You know what I'm saying? Give them the opportunity to be seen and to be heard, which I think is super important outside of, you know, just that, like if you want to talk about the importance of Black is King, that that's what it was. It was about it was showcasing Black people, you know, and this whole two million dollars in scholarships like HBCUs are really expensive because they are private schools. They're, a majority of them are not public schools and public schools are less expensive than private schools. And there are a lot of deserving kids out there that want to go to college. And maybe this scholarship program is what, what helps them get that done. 
I think that they're just getting busy. Uh, I think that they're looking for ways in which they can make a difference mm-hmm. immediately. And mm-hmm. they're doing that. I think that I, I give their team credit because I don't know how much J and B are the ones that are creating these conversations, but I have to imagine people at that level have to have teams that are eyeing these things and mm-hmm. these opportunities and they're bringing it to the table and credit to J and B who are like all for it. They're buying off on these things. Right. And that's no small contribution. It's that's not- a significant contribution that will go a long way. So mm-hmm. I give their team credit because I imagine there's people behind the scenes that are doing a lot of the work and bringing them these packages saying, hey, I think this might be worth your while. And then it's, it's turning out to be something great. At least that's the way it seems. So yeah. I'm, I'm proud of what they're doing. And I love Beyonce. I'm a stand myself and hope <laughs> to uh, yeah. hope continues to do things for the black community as well. When you're talking about post and bond and things like that mm-hmm. um, and hiring lawyers. And um, so hope that couple in general, no one can say a legitimate case can be made about how they've turned their back on the African-American community. I, just, they I, can't have not. I can't buy that. No. <laughs> and somebody, I think something was floating on social media saying like, would you rather, it was a dollar amount. I feel like it was maybe $5,000, but there was a dollar amount tied to it. And it said, would you rather have $5,000 or sit down and have dinner with Jay-Z? No, it said I'm like, bruh. 500,000. Yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. bro, I'll take dinner with Jay-Z any day. Cause do you understand the type of gems and knowledge he would be giving you in this meeting? And it would supersede that $500,000 at the end of the day. And I saw an interesting take on that. Cause someone said that they would take the 500,000 and with that 500,000, you can position yourself to likely find an accidental bump in with Jay-Z at a later point in time. And I'm like, I'm just not willing to take that chance. If I got one, if I got one shot to either sit down with Hov or take five hundred thousand, I'm sitting down with Hov because, like you said, whether I get those gems or not, just to be in his presence, mm-hmm. like that, there's no way, there's no way I'm taking five hundred thousand. But yes, if you knew that that was the decision you had to make was to sit down with Hov over that five hundred thousand, then it would behoove you to mm-hmm. pull on his ear and ask him questions. Well, Hov, like, talk to me, brother. The blueprint. Right. Like where where is that? And the thing is, if you were able to sit down and have this conversation with him, you're not only pulling information from him, you're possibly being put in a room with more than just Jay-Z. And that's when your mouthpiece come into play and you able to make that five hundred thousand dollars in that room. Yes. And the connections are plentiful. Mm -hmm. Right. So when you're talking about and he just hearing you ask certain questions, he may be able to put you on himself. I mean, he's got yeah. that. How many ventures is this man a part of? Like, don't even get me started. So just by you saying, hey, I have an interest in, do you mind if I ask you a couple of questions? And if you had, and we're talking about, this was planned. They said, if you had an opportunity to sit down with Jay-Z, they didn't say you had to fight your way to the table, right? right. So you're already there. You there. You got this man's attention. You could totally find your way into some sort of position to where it would make that 500000 seem like not an option. Exactly. Because, I mean, even when you think about people who serve as assistants, 
to these celebrities or whatever. These people probably got real life degrees and this is their foot in the door. Like there have been so many assistants that have pretty much just jump started their career just off being Diddy's assistant or Jay-Z's assistant. Like, and I'm a, like, listen, how many of them do you hear about having second jobs? I don't know, because I feel like they will be bragging about it a lot more. You know what I mean? Like when you go to work, I feel like you'd hear more and more people say like, you know what? I'm Diddy's assistant for my other job, you know? So if that's not happening, then one could reasonably assume that they're making a living wage off of this, right? And they're living comfortably because you still got a car payment. You still got to rent all of the other expenses that we know as adults. So I'll take that. If I'm just writing notes, setting up your schedule and I'm making a living wage off of that and I'm in the room with Hove and all these other people, mm-hmm. like, hey, listen to me, 500,000, no, sir. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm taking that. You make a bad investment. I'm t- yes. And yeah. you got no connects. That $500,000 gone. <laughs> and here's another thing about that. Not just bad investments or to that point, rather. If you don't, embrace a rich man's mindset, right? Like you'll still be poor. So if you're still living like a poor, you know, person, right? You're still making poor decisions and you're still not being mindful of, of, you know, financial management and things like that. All of those investments are going to seem bad. So if you're not smart with that 500,000, like that's going to go anyway. Like you gotta, you gotta change the way you think about life. If once you get money like that, and that's why some people who win the lottery just don't really make it very far after that, because they just go out there and they're not used to having money. So they don't, they haven't conditioned their mind for it. And then they just lose it all. Mm-hmm. No way of accounting for it. They're like, well, I'm not sure. Like, I thought I would have something to show for it. Yeah. Ain't no way. I'm taking hold all day. Yeah, facts. I'm telling you, let me win the lottery. Mm-hmm. My kids ain't never, never going to have to work if they don't want to. <laughs> yeah, they said, huh? They said. But, you know, shout out to Beyonce and Jay-Z and, as you mentioned, their team, you know, for possibly bringing these ideas to the table, for them to, to sign off on it and give it their blessing. Um, shout out to Tiffany and co, you know what I'm saying, for teaming up with them to do this for the HBCUs, because I mean, it's a, I mean, it's a lot of companies out there that give out money, help give schools money for scholarships and things like that. But for a, a company like Tiffany and co that you wouldn't necessarily expect this to come from, I think that's huge. So, and I think she was the first black woman to wear one of their jewelry pieces. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's totally their influence. When mm-hmm. they came in and started I and Tiffany like with their team, bringing it to their attention or their own creative mm-hmm. eye, right? Like they totally positioned themselves to take that over. And I wasn't even thinking about Tiffany at the yeah. time, you know? Like I knew it was there, mm-hmm. right? But you don't think about it until you need it. So yeah. for them to make that type of move, I was like, I didn't even see that coming. And what does Jay-Z and Beyonce want, want with Tiffany? And here it is. All of these other news are coming out. Like, okay, power move with this. And I'm like, man, like they are just on a move for real, for real. Yeah. But shout out to them. Super. This is a, I think this is just a super dope initiative that they have going. And congratulations to whatever kid is going 
you know, earn this scholarship. And I know, because like Beyonce, when she does like scholarship funds and things like that, she'll post it on her website. So it'll definitely be public knowledge to whoever, you know, whoever wins these scholarships. So I definitely look forward to seeing that. And now that we've kind of got with the word on the street, I think Chris so far has given some great insight on these topics, you know, just a good perspective. We now going to get into the hot cup of cocoa. Okay. So this week's hot cup of cocoa, it's about dating. So we actually had a whole nother conversation schedule, but then last night, last minute, I just got the urge to want to talk about this. And, you know, I was like, you down to switch it up? And he was like, yeah, let's go. So, um, you know, when it comes to dating, what are your thoughts or experiences with dating? Oh, that's pretty broad. Um, <laughs> I would say, as I started thinking about it, I wanted to put out there that I think that everyone is looking for somebody that we can grow with, right? Mm -hmm. Not grow old with. So I try to make that distinction because days will pass between us anyway. So right. if you're just with someone and let's say that you're spending every day arguing, right? You're still growing old with that person, right? Days are yeah. still passing between you. Birthdays are still coming up, but I'd rather grow with someone. So someone who I feel like I can build with, you know, establish some sort of foundation. You're challenging each other and you're encouraging each other and, and things like that. So um, I wanted to make that distinction. And one of the points that I just mentioned in that response about challenging I try to bring up an argument that encouraging and challenging are two different things, right? So I think that some people, and I, from my experience, some women, right, have confused encouragement with challenging. So I've always been fortunate to receive encouragement from partners, but very few have challenged me. Mm -hmm. So. I'm somebody who needs someone who's going to be challenging and not saying that you have to be superior in any sort of way, but like, I just need you to be in my ear saying like, okay, well, you told me that you were going to focus on this, where are you at on that? Holding me accountable. That's right. challenging, you know? Like, I mm -hmm. want you to be making sure that I'm not trying to take a night off because that's somebody I'm trying to grow with. That's somebody I'm trying to build with. Right. Because I see a future there. I see potential there. But I think that too many people feel like I'm giving encouragement. I'm giving encouragement. I'm supportive. Right. I'm always there. Right. I'm cheering you on. I'm letting you know that I'm here. If you need me, here's a shoulder. Right. Um, mm -hmm. I'm ready to hear about your day. But to me, I'm like, that's awesome. But it's not enough. And I think that that's been as I thought about that question, that's been one of the challenges that I've dealt with the most. Mm -hmm. I need someone that's challenging not just encouraging right and I, I think that's a good um concept to bring out bring up because I actually know someone that's in a relationship right now and the their families keep bringing up the question of why won't y'all get married because he's bought them a house he's financially taking care of this woman they have a child together 
but they won't, he won't ask her to marry him. And she kind of, every time the question comes up, she's looking like, yeah, so why you ain't asked the question? But then, and I ask him every time he bring this up and I'm like, well, do you ever let it be known as to why you don't? And he's like, yes, every, and she sit there look crazy every time I say the response, but that makes perfect sense when you say you want somebody you can grow with not grow old with you know you want a partner aside from you encouraging me and being a challenge to me you know I'm challenging you to do better but you still sitting at status quo you know I want to I want to do business with my spouse but I can't trust you to do something as simple as take care of things around the house and not break stuff you know so how can I expect to build a business with you and you can't take care of my house. <laughs> yeah, and it's, I mean, you simplify it that way and, and you make we make humor out of it, but it's so true. Yeah. And I think that communication is so key and it so much so that it sounds cliche, mm-hmm. but I can't emphasize that enough. And with that being said, how we deliver it and how receptive we are to it, mm-hmm. both equally crucial. Exactly. So- when we're working with our partners, not only do we have to be mindful of our delivery because the end goal is we want them to be receptive. Mm -hmm. So how do we get them to be receptive? We have to be mindful of our delivery. But on the other side of that, you have to be open to being receptive because not everything you're going to hear is going to sound like, I love what you're doing. Exactly. (laughs) So some of of this feedback you might not like, and you're just going to have to be ready for it. But when you're talking about growing with someone, right, Mm -hmm. that's going to come, that's going to be a huge factor. And you just need to be open to feedback because not everything you hear you're going to like. And when you're saying like, hey, look, I don't like the way you, I don't like the way you clean this, or I don't like the way you handle that. Like, don't take it personally. That's another part of that. Don't take what you're hearing personally. Just try to understand the message. What is it that they're telling me? Is there right. any truth to this? Can I do something with this? Okay, now how can I try to address it? Mm-hmm. Yep. And I and you know I'm sitting here like sometimes I I listen to men's talk and you know like in this particular instance like she had not been working and he had been paying all the bills you know X Y Z and I'm like. Girl, you don't you don't want to go get a job and help contribute. Like, even if it is you just paying the utilities, like, girl, I'm sitting over here working hard every day, pay my mortgage and my bills. I don't got no man taking care of nothing for me. <laughs> I'm sitting over here salty. Like, you, so, you got this man over here taking care of you, and you can't do something simple. He asked you to to get a job, better yourself. See, there it is. There it is. But it's those people who take it personally, though, because when you say better yourself, that that is what that's the core of it. Right. Mm -hmm. But how you can see that one of two ways. I'm asking you to better yourself because I care for you or Mm -hmm. you're saying you're or you can take that as I'm not enough. Yeah. So some people see that message and they're saying, like, I'm not going to rise to the occasion. Instead, I'm going to attack back or get defensive because now I feel like you're coming for me, right? You're telling me that I'm not enough. 
But now is it that you don't appreciate that I'm staying at home with the child? Do you not appreciate the, the work that I do here? Right. So it creates a whole separate conversation, not even just a conversation. It turns into an argument. Yeah. Because some people have don't have the ability of being able to remove themselves personally from what's being said and then just try to see the substance and then build from that. Yeah. And I get I get like raising a kid is like that's a full time job. You know, I, I get that. So to me, if your man is telling you like you a stay at home parent or for whatever reason. Um, but in, in this particular instance, I don't necessarily think this woman is being a stay at home mom because that's what they chose. It was just kind of that's just what happened. Mm-hmm. You know, and then it's just like, okay, you've been not working for a while. The pandemic is starting to kind of like go away. You know, it's not gone, but it's, mm-hmm. it's a lot of people out here hiring. What you waiting for? <laughs> you know, like it's communication. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. As a partner, you should be able to have those conversations with your significant other. Like what, like I almost wanted to say, what are we really talking about here? But it is a topic because people aren't receptive. It is creating arguments in these relationships. And you should be able to turn to the next person and say, hey, listen, um, so I was just trying to figure out, like, what's your plan now? Now that it's starting to look a little bit more like this, do you have a plan? Yeah. Because if you had a plan, then I can kind of reset that patience meter a little bit, you know? But it's once you start talking complacency once I start feeling like you're being Mm -hmm. complacent and you don't have any aspirations you're not reaching for anything because as you mentioned you said you're a mother right so I have no doubt that you fully understand oh no I'm not a mom oh okay sorry I thought you were talking (laughs) oh you were saying that your kid in the lottery so that's why I'm mistaken yeah yeah I'm saying if I had okay got it got it got it okay (laughs) well I can tell you right being raised by a single mother I know that it's a full-time job because I was working Okay, Um, so I get that. But you have to have at least signs that you're aspiring to do something, not aspiring to be more. Right. Don't confuse what I'm saying, because Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to discredit what you're doing as a stay at home mother. However, like there's there's more to be done. Right. Right. And when I've had that conversation with some women, like they'll argue like, well, no, like I aspire to be the best mother that I can be. And that's all that I want to do in my life. And that's my purpose. And I'm like, okay. I hear you. I I get it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like I there's think, so much more there. I think if that's what you and your spouse discussed, you know, as far as you, your job is to be at home, take care of the house and the kids. That's one thing. You know what I'm saying? But if that wasn't a part of the discussion and this is just what ended up happening, it's just like, OK, we're here now, you know, what are you trying to do? Like, like you said, what are your aspirations? How can I help you achieve those aspirations? You know, and that's how I look at it. Like if, even if that, I don't, I don't think I would be with a man who would just sit at home every day. So I don't feel like I would have to have that conversation per se. But if my man told me like, you know, I have a dream. This is this is what I want to do, X, Y, Z. It's just like, okay, go do you. How can I help you achieve this dream? You know what I'm saying? Like, and then I'm like you said, following up, like where you at with this, you know, that type of thing. Like, I think that's what being a spouse is all about. 
Like um, I was having a conversation earlier today and my friend was telling me that his husband is looking to get into the event planning business or whatever. He said, you know, I found my ha- my passion, which is real estate. You know what I'm saying? And now I want to give my spouse the opportunity to find out what he's passionate about. No, he's not going to quit his job right now, but there is a point where he probably will quit his job to do that full time. And I'm just like, that's what being a partnership is about. You know what I'm saying? It's about allowing each other those spaces to do what they need to do to be better if that's what they want to do. And we're just strictly talking about professions, right? Mm-hmm. And it extends well beyond that. Exactly. Not in the professional um, aspect. But I totally like that. But again, the communication piece, you guys are talking. Okay, so what do we think? We think we can do six months. Can we afford six months? We can afford six months. So mm-hmm. let me know how you feel about it. But listen, we can't go beyond this. So if you're not feeling it, then maybe we should try to go to another direction. So that's just a part of the communication piece. Right. Even when it's discussed, right? Going back to being a stay-at-home parent, even when it's discussed, again, extending beyond the professional aspect and, and, and the professions, Look, I need to hear something that there's more in life and to life, because if we're just having the same conversations, then it grows old, right? It starts right. to feel mundane. So I need to hear, like, it, it doesn't, I don't need to hear you saying, well, I plan on doing this after the baby gets this age, or I plan on doing that. But like, if I can see some sort of routine in what you're doing, if I can see that like certain milestones are being checked, if I can hear different language, like you know what constructive language sounds like, but you also know what complacency sounds like. And so pe- some people are just extremely crafty in how they disguise that language for complacency. So we, I don't know. I'm always, I got a watchful eye on complacency. I'm like, mm, mm, I don't like the way this feels. I don't like the right. way this sounds. Um, but yeah, so definitely communication is huge in any relationship and people quickly forget it. But I think that even when we recognize the importance of communication, I think that we still fail at it often because we take things personally. Yeah, I think that the follow- a part of the communication piece of it is that follow up piece. You know what I'm saying? Like, just because we had this conversation today to say, okay, this is the plan X, Y, Z. You still have to follow up just to say, okay, where are you? You know, with this, do we need to rearrange some things? You know, like, I still think that follow up piece needs to happen along with that uh, in conjunction with that communication piece. Because, yeah, we communicated you be a stay at home mom for X amount of time. Okay, we halfway through what, okay, have you thought about what you want to do after this time? Or, you know, like you said, is it feasible for us to to continue forth like this? And I think those are conversations that need to happen. But a lot of the times it comes off as the conversation was had, like you said, you seeing some complacency and now you feeling a way because which I originally discussed is not panning out. <laughs> yeah. And I'm so happy you mentioned that that last point there about the feeling of, well, we already had this conversation. So why are we going back here? 
again, mm-hmm. it's about taking it personally. And you're saying like, okay, well, are you not seeing my efforts? Do you, do you not believe that I've made any strides since the last conversation? I'm trying, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, right? And then now you just hear the frustration. So now you're having a difficult time speaking through your emotions because you feel like you're being personally attacked. But right. I think that you're right, you're spot on. Yes, that feedback does need to take place. But because you and I know that, when we receive that feedback, you and I are more likely to be receptive to it because we expect it to be a part of the conversation. Mm -hmm. But that's not to say that we're good at it every time because we still have to check ourselves with what we receive. We're like, wait a minute, hold up. Like, are you coming for me right now? (laughs) But there are other people who don't expect that feedback because they're saying one and done. We had it. Move on. And Mm -hmm. when it comes up, they struggle. Mm -hmm. They struggle. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I don't necessarily know if that's just me being in the military, but I think even then still, if I wasn't in the military, just off of my experience um, and understanding, like everything is not a personal attack, you know, like there are some things that that need to be discussed. And sometimes they have to be re-attacked, you know, and followed up on. And it's not that the person don't trust you. It's just, there has to be communication, especially when you're going through a change, you know, because it's not, you're not just making a change for yourself. You're making a change that's affecting someone else. So that person still deserves the, um, the courtesy of you checking back in and saying, this is where I'm at versus that person having to come to you and be like, okay, so what's the status of it? Yeah. with you making changes internally, it totally changes the dynamic of mm-hmm. the relationship with you and whomever. Yeah. Because as you are changing within, you are not giving the same stuff that you were giving, right? I'm just talking mm-hmm. like energy. You're not giving yeah. the same investment, the same energy that you were given under who you were before. It, some of that has changed now because I'm going to assume that you're growing and maturing along with your development. So with that, it's going to come with different perspectives. You're going to take a different stance on certain issues now. Some of the arguments that you might have had in the past, you might you might not be having now. Some of the issues you didn't have in the past, you might not be having now. So once you start making changes internally, it most definitely changes the dynamic right. between you and whomever. So you have to recognize that it's not just with you. It is with whoever else you're connected with. Yeah. And so now that we didn't kind of talked about some of the challenges, I think that comes up when you're dating someone or in a relationship with someone, how we, how we meet people today is totally different from how it once was. You know, you used to, I guess, friends hook you up with people. You meet somebody randomly by chance at the library or the grocery store, out at the club, you know, but nowadays you can just sit at home on your phone and swipe right or swipe left. And, <laughs> and, and with online dating, it, it changes how we interact with people. So how, besides those things, how do you think it has changed social media and online dating has changed how we date? Uh, listen, if I showed you some of these messages I received, <laughs> I'm going to say that I was rather surprised with how direct and forward women could be. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I do believe that social media has contributed to that, right? Because when you are out and you're in public, when you're at the clubs, is that still happening? I'm not sure that it was at that time, right? When that was all we had. But now that it's made this transition, I've seen, and I mean, we're, it's 2021, right? So women are evolving, you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> people are evolving, but like you've just seen a change in behaviors and demeanors. And I think that, again, social media has helped further that. Mm-hmm. And I applaud those. I, I don't know. I, I guess I wanted your opinion on the the apps, like the Tinders, the Bumbles, like the the Plenty of Fish, all of those things, um, right? So, what's your thoughts on that? Because I've heard of successful relationships though, and I feel like they get a bad knot. Like people are like, "Oh, like y'all met off of this," and I'm thinking, "Well, it's a resource, isn't it?" Like, and if you yeah. guys are being transparent, it's no different than like how you and I are meeting today. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. My my boyfriend, I did meet him on Tinder. Okay. Um, so it is, as of right now, I'm saying it's a, a good story to tell in reference to online dating. Um, but yes, we did meet on Tinder about 10 months ago. And we met in person for the first time in April. And we've been, you know, prior to meeting in face-to-face, we... Um, you know, text, FaceTime, talk on the phone, you know, that type of thing. So it was, it was, I think I liked it because it gave me an opportunity to know more about him besides the physical piece of, piece of getting to know somebody uh, fresh out the gate. So I feel like when we did finally meet, there was more of a connection than just, oh, you cute, let me see what you're talking about. You know, it was, I I felt like I had some mental stimulation from him. So that's that part. Um, But for women too, though, right? That mental Mm -hmm. part, that's huge for women. So I need to understand that. Like, I think that women are totally coming out on top with this platform now because y'all can totally set y'all boundaries, Mm -hmm. right? I've seen a lot of profiles where uh, women are like, I'm not here for this. I'm not here for that. And then some people are like, well, dang, like, okay, I guess. But I'm thinking there's nothing wrong with that. She's setting standards. She's saying these are my boundaries. And you know that if you come, that this is what the environment is going to look like. (laughs) Right. So um, my profile, I mean, it only allowed you to say so much. So then you start using emojis, you know, all of this and that. But, you know, it's just like, I know the I, from what I recall my profile saying, it did say like, if you just here for a good time, not a long time, swipe left. You know, if you you looking to hook up, swipe left. You know, something catchy, right? Right. Like I'm trying to try and get all the catch-alls out there first. So, you know, don't swipe right on me if you not trying to like really get to know me. Right. Um, Even beyond that, mm-hmm. like there, the conversation is, it's everything now. Yes. So women are like, don't come to me with just, hey, right? If you come in here saying hi or you waving, then bye. You know, right. like, so- I think that they're forcing, and again, that's what I mean. Like, I think that women are totally coming out on top with this platform because they get to control things a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So even on some of those apps, you just have to, 
you open it up for conversation, but you don't have to engage saying that you're interested in anyone. You're just pretty much like, okay, I'll open the airways, say what you got to say, and we'll go from there, right? Yeah. And if I'm not feeling it, then this will die off quickly and then on to the next. And you don't really have to go searching for them like you, like, right. like you mentioned earlier. You don't have to go out to these places because they're all in a pool and you could just, like you said, swipe left, swipe left, swipe right. Um, yeah. And then you'll read whatever they have in the bio. And then the conversation is just, I mean, that's everything in that. And so I also pay for Tinder. Um, so you can go Tinder free and basically you just swiping, 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 swiping until you meet somebody or, you know, you find a match that swiped on you as well. Or you can pay for it and you can like, so I pay for Tinder Go and basically I can see everybody that swiped right on me. And then that way, instead of just going through pools and pools of people like, hell nine, physically attracted to this person, you know, whatever, I could just scroll through the people who have swiped on me and it's just like, okay, let me see what's out here. And then I would go through, go based on like, if you didn't have anything in your profile, I just automatically swipe left on you because I need you to be saying what it is that you're looking for as well. Because I feel like if you don't have nothing in your bio, you're just trying to to, to be here for a short time. You know? Okay, so you felt like they didn't invest the time in trying to create a bio or send some sort of message so to let the other person know this is where I'm at. So right. You, and and okay, I'm serious just, about what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. You just created this in the last five minutes, posted it and just seeing what's going to catch. Yeah. OK, that's interesting. OK, so I, I need to see something in the bio. Like if I don't see nothing in the bio, then I'm swiping left on you automatically. OK, um, so that's my experience with Tinder. I have not been on Bumble. I thought to get on Bumble one day because with Bumble, um you can't initiate a conversation with a woman until she initiates it with you. And so I had a friend and she was like, no, you don't want to get on Bumble because you'll get a beta male. You want an alpha male. I said, facts. I don't want no man that I feel like I can just tell you what to do and how to do and when to do. Like, I, I need my man to, I, I need to feel like you're an alpha. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, so, yeah, so that had kind of turned me off about Bumble. Like, when she put it in that aspect, I was just like, mm, you know, no, nah, I don't want no beta. I need an alpha. And then Plenty of Fish, I did meet a guy off of Plenty of Fish one time. And we were cool. We were vibing. But there was a situation. Like, it was, it was kind of getting serious. And he mentioned something about his mother coming to live with him at some point. And I was just like, so have y'all met yet? Yeah, we had met. Okay. Yeah. And then he shared the mama story. Yeah. And then okay. he shared the, the part about his mama coming to live with him at some point. Okay. And I was just like, mm. Mm. and this, this was younger me as well. This was like, I think I was like 20, 25, 20, 27, 27, maybe. No, I was 25, 25. And I was kind of just like, mm, I don't want your mama living with me. Like, Oh, that's risky. Because I mean, even if you were thinking five years down the road, five years down the road, that's 30. And that's still yeah. young. And nobody likes the idea of having somebody else's parent, not even yours. Not even my parents. 
Exactly. So, said, oh, your mama got to come live with us at some point. And I was just like, mm, no, nah, I don't know about this. Um, I have heard some people meet off of plenty of fish and it'd be good. But then plenty of fish, like, because anybody can message anybody. It's not a swipe right type situation. Mm. So um, if somebody find themselves interested in you, they can just message you. And they don't care about bios on plenty of fish. They just like, I don't even think they care about what you look like sometimes. I, I think they just be trying to get, get somebody that's going to give it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So plenty of fish ain't the move. Um, and I know that there were others out there. One of my boys was telling me, I know that there's Hinge. And then there was one that um, he mentioned, like it was like for Black people specifically. Black people meet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I think that he was telling me how it just pulls up from like, I'm not sure like what the radius was though. So that seemed to be pretty much out there. Um, had any experience in those? No, so I haven't used Hinged and I haven't used uh, Black People Meet, but I've definitely heard of them. And I haven't, I don't know anybody personally who has used those those apps specifically. So what I can say is I downloaded all of them, right? (laughs) (laughs) I downloaded all of them and I tried it out and my vibe was a little different, you know, and I was rather forward in my, um, I guess that's still an appropriate word. I was rather uh, forward in my bio and just letting people know, like, listen, I'm new to the area. I just moved and I'm just really trying to establish some sort of friendship slash connections. Right. So I was not trying to mislead anybody. So I I think I started using them in an unconventional way, but still essentially for the same thing, because you're just looking to um, to communicate, right, to converse Mm -hmm. with other people and just try to get to meet people. And um, I've met a few people that way. We had coffee or whatever and chill. Like I even went to the gym a couple of times. So um, I think that it's a resource. So when you're asking like, what, what's, the, what's the consensus about you know, online dating and things like that, although I wasn't using it for dating, I think that it's still helpful in just trying to get to meet people in your local area or even other areas if you're traveling. So I definitely don't knock people for pulling those up. And you, I mean, you're a success story, right? You said 10 months. Um, So that's a success story. So there's another for you guys that are listening. So one thing to mention, Tinder, because I I had a a situation with work and they was like, oh, this person got a Tinder account. And we all know what people use Tinder for, but this person was married. And I was like, nah, tell her to delete that shit. Because I, I think she was going through a divorce, but, you know, in the military, it's still like, you married till you ain't married. Mm-hmm. So um, I was like, nah, I'll tell her to delete it. But if you Google Tinder, and before you pull up the website, it says Tinder, dating, make friends, and meet new people. So you don't have to, nec- it, it advertises as not necessarily just to date people. It's like, you. I've seen people make profiles to just say, I just moved to the area, legitimately just looking for friends people to kind of like hang out with to you know familiarize myself with the area so I've, I've definitely seen people on tinder for that purpose and even if you wanted to go beyond that right like they give you an option to choose what you're interested in right in terms mm-hmm. of like the genders uh, so like you yes. could still make a case for like okay well I created it and this is you know like I don't think anybody could judge you if you are 
like I would just ask that you do your homework first, right? Fully mm -hmm. understand what's going on, or at least try to, because you can't fully unless you ask that person and then they're just transparent with you, right? But don't just see that. And then you're thinking all these ideas of what brought them to there and then how they're going about their business, like mind your own, right? Yeah. Mind your own and then let people get by how they want to get by. Now, if something reveals itself, right, then you can address it. But other than that, mind your own. Yeah. So I um, I used to be like not wanting to tell people I met people off of dating apps. It used to just be like, I don't want to tell people I met off of dating apps. Like you know, too. or it'd be like, what are we going to tell people how we met? We don't want to tell them we met on a dating app, you know? So, but yeah. now I'm just like, it's so common to to meet people on dating apps. Because even when I told my mom about it, she was like, online? Uh-uh. <laughs> but like, there's so many, like, first of all, our generation is engrossed, right? Yeah. With technology. And I'm thinking if we had said we met somebody on Instagram, would that have given somebody a different vibe than if we said Tinder or Hinge or Black People Meet? If we would have said Facebook, right? Would that have given somebody a different vibe? So I don't know. You know what I mean? Uh, what if I said it was like with Zoom meetings and everything nowadays, people going to school virtually? What if what if you met somebody through that? How is that much different? Mm -hmm. Right. Make a case. Prove me wrong. And I think that it's the same. You're just using technology to it to your advantage and trying to get a desired goal, which is for, you know, to meet someone, to build a relationship of any level of intimacy. And right. I think those platforms can totally be used for that. Yeah, I definitely think that online dating is not a bad thing. It can be a good thing um, for anybody that is nervous. Don't be like, just do it. And I, I think it's a good betting process as well. You know, like you can kind of like just based on what kind of pictures people post and yeah that's judging a book by its cover but at the same time if they post in certain things that you know you're not necessarily into like maybe you know that's not the person for you you know like they post in like for a man per se like you have a woman that's on her profile all she do is post about designer bags and and this and that and maybe you're not into that type of thing and so you like yeah no that's not what I'm into but if somebody is posting pictures on like a lot of trips maybe you like I like traveling let me see what this person you know what this person is about maybe we can take some trips together you know like it's as far as like common interests it's stuff you can kind of vet out in the beginning yeah, that's a hell of a point you made, several of them, honestly. And when you mentioned not having a bio, that's where my head went. And I said, okay, well, what about the pictures, right? Mm -hmm. I thought that that was interesting that you said, if you don't have a bio, you're swiping, all right? So fellas, get a bio. Um, but <laughs> like, beyond that, I'm thinking, I look at the pictures though, and I'm mm -hmm. trying to see exactly what you said, because sometimes the pictures are telling, you yeah. know? Um, and I've been in other, I've had other, initiatives where I was trying to help people when I was pulling together funds and stuff like that during the pandemic. So something entirely unrelated. But what I would have people do though, was like, send me, you know, some of their, like, I was like, Hey, like social media, right? Like, how can I see? Because I wanted to make sure that this money and whatever I was doing was going to the good cause or a, a, a just, you know, right. situation. 
and the pictures reveal a lot. So mm-hmm. what do they say? A picture can, you know, says a thousand words. Words. Exactly. And like just scrolling through, as you mentioned, you can see people doing things that you might not be interested in. And that may not necessarily be like something negative, mm-hmm. but if you're not into, you know, skydiving, if that frightens you, then you might go to where you see somebody doing more, you know, ocean shit you know um but like you brought up a good example but that's what i meant to say like i look at the pictures too because you can see some things in that and you could just tell by the way that they're handling themselves if you're in every picture and you're just getting trashed i'm a pass on that you know if you're taking pictures and you're in your cap and gown right okay if you're if you're doing other things yeah okay like we can we can work with this Mm -hmm. without a bio right start to see some things without a bio um but yes i agree with you i think it is a, a hell of a vetting tool because and you mentioned your boyfriend you said 10 months and y'all met in april mm-hmm. so there was a little bit of conversation that took place before y'all linked up yeah. right so mm-hmm. vetting that's yep. what i hear in that so like you're not just gonna link up with anybody until you feel comfortable with it and mm-hmm. using these platforms it totally affords that opportunity right and even then still, I'm not even going live. Like I was just super like, okay, I'm gonna meet this person. Like it, I was still kind of just like, okay, I met this person. Now I need to, okay, we in the physical now. Like is what he's saying before adding up to now. Like right. you know, it was still like still vetting after we met. Mm-hmm. And I don't mind that because like I've actually linked up um, Instagram. Like I've had a lot of people like reach out to me and with traveling because we're in the military. Mm-hmm. I've linked up with people, like I said, for dinner, coffee, whatever. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yo, like it's actually nice to get a chance to meet you. And I think nothing of it. And then like when I tell my friends, but I am very like open to that, like e- just easy going in general. And I've had people look at me like, oh my gosh, like you, you met somebody that you never, you know, that you've never seen before. You don't even know them and you met up with them. And I'm like, yes and i'm alive right here i am um and i wouldn't change it because i've had some dope dope experiences that way where you know dope experiences overseas and stateside where i just linked up with somebody who i've known on social media and that's where the pictures come in right because they're posting and you end their stories right now you get a chance to get a feel for them too so i'm not just saying the first person that drops a message and is like hey i saw that you're in my city come through you know what I mean? Like you're still going to do your homework, you know? Yeah. So um, I, I had some dope, dope experiences and some life changing ones too. Like I'm like, yo, that's a nugget. Like that's going to stay with me. Yeah. And, um, so for sure. Yeah. Like I, um, when I went to Nigeria, I met this girl, um, like she, we were at an event and she was invited by somebody I knew, but like, I still talk to her now. Like she's been on the podcast. She had a podcast at one point. I had been on her podcast, like, and we still, you know, interact with each other. And it was literally just off meeting each other that one day, you know? So it's, I definitely think like social media, online dating, it all has a, a good purpose. I mean, you can't just be out here just accepting whatever people say, you know, you can't take stuff at at face value. You still got to do your due diligence as far as like trying to vet them, get to know them, that type of thing. But um, I think I think they are tools to our benefits. For sure. Um, and, And this conversation today is pretty much just like 
common dating things that we come across in today's dating element. And so one of the things I kind of wanted to talk about as well was ghosting. I know that it is a common thing. I know I have done it in the past. Oh, no. <laughs> not, not my fondest moment, but <laughs> I have ghosted. I have been ghosted. <laughs> uh, mm, okay. um, but now I try and do better. Like if I don't find myself wanting to talk to somebody, let them know like, hey, I'm not feeling this for this reason. Um, and I think it's just it's just overall better when you can let somebody know why you stop messing with them versus stopping. And then this person like, well, did I do something wrong? You know, like what happened? And it's crazy when you get ghosted by somebody, you know, for years. <laughs> I can imagine how awkward that feels. <laughs> I think that I'm with you and saying that I started thinking, I'm like, have I ghosted anybody? But I'm like, now I know younger me was out here acting a fool. <laughs> quite a few people. However, it doesn't count because it was before that term ever came to be. Right. So we're going to count from this point forward. It so, yes. So now that we have a term for mm-hmm. this, um, I'm going to say that I have not really experienced that. But I would say that when I do realize, though, that it's not a vibe, that I speak to that. And I try to be as transparent as I can and not hurtful, right? Because there's a difference because mm-hmm. you can be transparent without being hurtful. So you don't have to hurt someone's feelings. So and, and that's all what this is. That's what this is all about. So you're being transparent. So that way you can help them in managing their feelings. But if you just ghost them, right, whether you knew them for a number of years or they were a really good friend, what have you, right, then like it's confusing. And I don't think that it's very considerate of that other person. And as when I was younger, I'm sure I moved that way. I'm sure it was hard for me to verbalize. Just keep in mind too, like what that other person might be going through. I know I struggled with communication. I know I did. So those were two barriers that prevented me from just, you know, bridging that gap. But now that I've gotten better, I've improved my communication. I've gotten more aware of just my interactions with other people and, and just, you know, being empathetic, what other people are feeling. I speak to that. So when I'm like, hey, listen, like, here's my issue. Here's my greatest concerns. And this is why I don't know that this will work into, you know, into something greater. Um, and I just hope that we can say, all right, cool. Acknowledge that. And then still, dev- we can still maintain some sort of relationship right beyond that that doesn't mean that it has to be dead but yeah i i think that i'm at a point now in my life where i hope to never be placed in that position to where i have to go somebody but some of y'all well some women are crazy so um we'll we'll leave it at that but we we just gotta do better we all gotta do better that's what i say (laughs) um the the two instances I can recall offhand. Okay, that ain't that. This is younger me that ghosted somebody. It the conversation it was too hard to have. It it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't an easy conversation. And you know I tried to like the first situation I really just tried to to pull back. You know what I'm saying? But the person was relentless and did not want to give up. Like he showed up at my job with his child and was like, 
hey, the, the kid is like, hey, how come we haven't seen you? I'm like, you know, I've been busy with school and work. And then he's like, you know, when you're in a relationship, you got to communicate. You know, you can't just disappear. And I'm just like, yeah, I get it. Like, this is real young me. I was like 19 or 20 years old. So he like, and then he just kept blowing me up like one day. And I just had to say what the issue was and why I wouldn't talk to him no more because he just wasn't getting it. Um, And it wasn't said in a nice way. Like, I definitely was just like, you don't do, like, it was real mean. (laughs) All right. So that might be one of the examples and where we just got to be understanding and let that slide. Because if you've tried, like, I can imagine, I can imagine there are some instances where it's probably too difficult to communicate, right? And Mm -hmm. when you try, the other person's not getting the hint. And I also like to point out that I think that that was, extremely manipulative to show up to your job with a child right um then having the child speak right like that's extremely like that's foul um you knew better but in that though he did have a valid point like when you're in a relationship you do need to communicate so that's why we need to have an open mind ladies and gentlemen because that man did say something of value however he went about it entirely (laughs) (laughs) so I think that he needs to reevaluate, and I'm sure he has because he's younger too, right? He was. Nah, younger. he was not. <laughs> well, he was younger back then. He was younger at that point, but he yes. was not young. Where he is now, I'm sure that if you were to have him on your show, he would tell you how he grown, how he's grown, and how he's matured, and how he would never, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was foul. Um, in the other instance, you said. But other instance, it was another really hard conversation to have. And it how I handled it was very immature. And so um, I, I was really at a point where I didn't want to talk to this person anymore. And so I called him one day and he didn't answer. And then he called me back. Or no, he called me and I didn't answer. And then I called him back and then he didn't answer. And then after that, I just never called again. And so um, I saw him sometime later. Like I was literally out having drinks with my friends and I saw him and I was just like, I'm just going to act like I didn't even see him when I walked mm-hmm. up in here. I, <laughs> and I tried to sit with my back to the area he was facing <laughs> so that he wouldn't know it was me, but he did. And he approached me. He said, hey, how you doing? I'm like, hey. Good. I'm glad he did. (laughs) And he pulled me to the side. He was like, can I talk to you for a minute? I said, yeah, sure. And so when he pulled me to the side, he was like, hey, what happened? Like, you just stopped calling. I said, I called you one day and you didn't answer. And you never called back. And he was like, so you wasn't going to try and call me again? I said, you saw the missed call. And then he was like, so what happened? I still couldn't tell him why. And I was just like, well, one of my exes popped back in the picture. And we decided to give it another try. I just could, to this day, I probably could not tell him (laughs) what the issue was. Um, And it was just like, oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's what happened. And he was like, I thought we was better than that. I thought we was friends. I said, we was cool, you know. Yeah, well, it was good seeing you. 
You something, you are something else. Like it sounds like he went about it the right way. Like, yo, kudos. He to didn't that. do nothing bad. Honestly, he really didn't do nothing bad. It's just it something that could not be overlooked. Okay. And it, it wasn't nothing he could help. I could, okay, I hear you. I hear you. Um, I think that. The way he handled it, though, pulling you aside, I think that that was the right thing to do. That was mature, right? Mm-hmm. Ask you questions, saying I thought we were better than that. Like, I actually, I, I can feel for the way that he handled that situation. I think he did that well. Um, it's unfortunate that, you know, he's uh, he's in that position where he's not going to be able to change whatever that outcome was, according to you. Um yeah. But then you go, how you gonna say, like, yeah, yeah, we were cool <laughs> when he was like, I thought we were friends, yeah, I mean, something close to it. But like, <laughs> yeah, I hope you enjoy the rest of your life, you know, that's terrible. <laughs> so, like, it brings it makes me want to ask though, I think you brought up two good examples, the first one more so, but why do we think it's so difficult to have these conversations sometimes? So, I know for me like it was because I struggled with communication, right? I couldn't verbalize it. Like I would I would notice things, but I couldn't quite put it into words. So therefore, I obviously I can't express that. I can't convey that message. So what do you think? Like, why do you think that some of these conversations get so difficult to where you're like, I'd rather just ghost you? So in these two, these two instances, the funny part about it is, Kind of like, it was kind of like the same thing, but on two different ends of the spectrum. Um. <laughs> okay, like I'm trying to get you off these two because the way you keep looking and like the way you have these pauses and these responses, I'm like, all right, I'm not trying to have her speak to something uh, because my mind is racing now, right? I'm a, I mean, I talk about sex on the, on the podcast or whatever. So I'm I'm a just go ahead and say it. Um, These two individuals are long gone from my life, probably don't know nothing about me no more. So I can say it. But the first one, it was, he was too well endowed and didn't know how to use it. And I had told him previously, like, you know, you need to slow down. You need to do like, I was trying to give tips, but it, it just wasn't working out. Okay. And then the second situation, he just wasn't big at all. And it was just like, I can't live my life like this. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, you know, I was wondering how you were going to word that second one after you said, like, it was on two different sides of the spectrum. <laughs> um like after you said the first one, I was like, oh, now we know where this is going, right? And I was like, how's she gonna put this into words? Um, so, well, unfortunately, right? Sorry for those guys. But I mean, it sounded like the first dude just tried to come in here, fuck, I mean, ruining shit, um, right? So yeah, like, pretty much. there you go. But I mean, regardless of where you fall on that spectrum, right? I just continue to hear though that as long as you can take tips, as long as you can take feedback, right? And mm-hmm. you're receptive to that, then you can navigate through, you know, those uh, those challenges. Um, but that other one, ain't no tips for that. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, according to you, right? Because ask some other women, and I'm telling you that they will tell, they'll come up with some creative ways. They'll say, well, as long as you can, as long as you, I've heard it. I've heard it. Mm. I'm not here for that. <laughs> that I cannot live this way. <laughs> I can't live my life like this. And then the time that I was ghosted, the one I can remember the most was pretty much like this individual. Um, he did. What I want to say is, I I believe he started dating somebody else and didn't know how to tell me. And like he had ghosted me and I had kind of, you know, came to terms with this is what happened. And then on Valentine's Day, I seen him post a picture with somebody on Instagram, like my Valentine. And so I hit him up like, who the fuck is this? No, no you did not. I did. <laughs> who, the, who the fuck? And he was like, oh, that's just a friend. And I still kind of just... I took it for what it was, let it go. And then months pass and they pop up again and they got a whole baby. And I say, oh, but this is just a friend. Mm. Mm. So, well, it's still true that she could have very well been a friend at that time. And then they discovered that they had feelings, mutual feelings towards each other. And that grew into something greater that is possible. That is very possible. Shout out to them because they still together and married, you know? <laughs> dope. That's dope. Um, but you just wish that he had and gave you a little bit more. Yeah, I would have liked. And this was a situation where I had known this person for years. So it's just like, you could have said something. Mm. But, um, but yeah, so he, you know, he moved on and that was okay. I just wish he could have verbalized that he had met somebody else. And I would have been okay. Like, I'm not one of those crazy chicks that would have been like, no, you going to be with me or be stalking him. It has just been like, all right, cool. Oh, so has a dude ever, one. Has a dude ever told you that before? What? Like, no, like he's not going to let you leave any of that. Like, like just, he just went. Oh, uh-uh. Mm-mm. So that's just... Well, one... It, it was one guy that did that, but that was so long ago. And I wish to never see him again in life. You got some of the craziest stories. <laughs> the way you talk about it, you're like, mm, yep, I could have did without that one. Mm, that one could go. Mm. Yeah. I live my life and like I had that. A, that ran into him a couple of years ago and she said, I ran into somebody and you used to be so in love with this person. I said, who, girl? And she told me, I said, mm-mm, if you see him again, tell him you ain't talk to me. Mm-mm, nope. Throw that number in the trash. Rip it up. Get rid of it. You don't even know me no more. Terrible. Because <laughs> he was crazy. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, you got you to escape those. Um, and yeah. I feel like it's the craziest ones that have the most I don't, they're just so persistent in their work, in their efforts, right? Like they will dig and dig and dig. And I'm like, how did you even find, you know what? Block. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, I don't even care. It's day and age. It's so easy. Like block. I can block you on social media. I can block your phone number. Like we don't ever have to talk again. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. 
Yeah, and that's what I'm finding funny right now because just the joy you are carrying and talking about it in that way, you're like, oh, blot, oh, we don't ever, mm, never, never again. And I'm never, cool. Never, <laughs> never. Like that individual, it's so crazy. Like that individual she was telling me about, I had, because he used to call me from random numbers all the time. Oh, that's and true. So, Right before I left to go to the military, he called me and said, hey, baby, what you doing? I said, and I know the voice. So I was like, I'm securing the future. He like, what that mean? I said, I'm going far, far away where you can never find me again. That's where I'm going. (laughs) That's crazy. And that's the person that your friend was telling you that she ran it? Oh, no, no. Because the thing is, I'm one of those people, like my relationship is my relationship. You know what I'm saying? Like the people who are closest to me, they know the things that I encounter with the people I'm in relationships with. And then it's people I'm cool with and I might not tell them everything. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like she was one of those people like we was cool. And then that's just the craziness of it is something I just never told her. And so um, because I know if my friend will. My friends will really have to back brief me on their situations because I'm like, child, I can barely remember what happened yesterday in my own life. So I know I don't remember nothing that happened to you some years ago. So so you got to refresh my memory. (laughs) I have I have terrible memory, too, when it comes to that. But I know I remember the crazy ones, though. So (laughs) have a job at being remembered, but for all the wrong reasons, you know, Um, mm. Yes. calling you from multiple black numbers though entirely doing too much that's you know no one's got time for that no one's got time for that when you said securing the future there's so many ways he could have taken that there's so many ways he could have taken that she's doing better for herself right mm-hmm. or he's just moving on from you but like get that hint yeah. you know like i just would have heard him like okay cool we're the best yeah, like to me, it's just not that serious. If you don't want me, good day, sir. Somebody else want me. Good day. <laughs> like, I know I ain't for everybody. So if, if I'm not for you, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I hear that. But, uh, yeah. So I, I think we have been... He can for a good minute. I think we had a great conversation today. You know, are there any last words you would like to say before we get out of here? I guess I just want to thank you again. I think that this was fun. I appreciate your perspective. You brought (laughs) um, entertainment to it. So I I think that hearing some of your experiences and the way that you describe it was fun. And (laughs) they being able to share my perspective. And it it was cool. I liked it. Yeah, it was, I definitely enjoyed it. Um, I always like to to get a couple laughs in there, you know, because I feel like not every conversation need to be like super serious. And especially with how we kind of opened up the show, it's like, you know, definitely want to lighten the mood some. But yes, I, I definitely appreciate you coming on the show as well. Would you like to tell people where they can find you at on social media? Yes, most definitely. Uh, it's beyond good without the E, B Y O N D G O D, and yeah, that's where I'm at on social media. Most of my platforms, it's all the same. 
and a few of them may have some slight variation but if you follow that then you'll follow everything else so i know that's what it is on instagram so if you follow him on instagram by that name you get everything else yeah so yes, yes so again thank you for coming on the show i appreciate y'all for tuning so- in Y'all can find me on social media at Kikin with Coco, and that's pretty much on all the platforms: uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, all of that. Um, <laughs> and then also, I will be doing kind of like a pop up at a Black Farmers Market in Macon, Georgia. So if you guys are in the area, Come by my table. I got my I'm Black 258 t-shirts that I'm selling. And then, of course, just promoting the podcast. So as always, I appreciate y'all for tuning in. Tell a friend, you know, they going to get a good laugh and what have you if they tune in. Some good advice. Um, Let everybody know. So that's all I got today, guys. So until next time. Bye.